Welcome to Transforming Education Leadership Lessons. This podcast is hosted by Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa, and brings you thought leaders who are inspiring and influencing education today. You can subscribe to this podcast to help you discover the influential and inspirational leadership qualities that will help you become a transformational leader. Use their experiences to help you transform, influence, and inspire. My name is Gary Richardson, Director of the Principal Endorsement Program and Instructor in the Education Department at Northwestern College, and I will be your host. Thanks for listening and spending some time with us today. This episode, we will be discussing leadership lessons with the Director of the Department of Education in the state of Iowa, Dr. Ryan Wise. Dr. Wise was appointed Director of the Iowa Department of Education by former Governor Terry Branstad in July 2015 and was reappointed by Governor Kim Reynolds in January 2019. Director Wise leads with an emphasis on working together as an education system to make Iowa schools into places where adults can collaborate and students can thrive. He has made it a priority to stay connected to Iowa schools, having visited more than 150 school districts statewide. Director Weiss was named Policy Leader of the Year by the National Association of State Boards of Education in 2017 and has worked in education at the local, state, national, and international levels. Ryan began his career as a high school history teacher in Mississippi and Nebraska before moving to his home state of South Dakota. Director Wise earned a doctorate in education leadership from the Harvard Graduate School of Education, a master's degree in public administration from the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and a bachelor's degree in history from Creighton University. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Gary. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Very good. Well, you'll be speaking at our leadership conference on October 14th. Can you give us an idea of what your topics will be or what's of interest to you that you'll be sharing with people in Northwest Iowa? Sure. So the main focus of my presentation will be on the impact of Iowa's teacher leadership and compensation system, or what we call in Iowa uh, TLC. And since 2012, you've been a major component of that becoming successful. What do you think is the most important aspect of the TLC program that has made it become so useful in every district in Iowa? Well, you know, I think you're exactly right, Gary. It really has been utilized by every single school district, and Iowa has become the national leader in in teacher leadership. And I think there are a few components that have really positioned Iowa to be successful in this area. I think the first is that we took a very collaborative approach to building the system. It really came out of the work of a 25-member task force back in 2012, and that task force said, here are a set of guiding principles that if I was to build a comprehensive teacher leadership system, here's what it should look like. The department at the time then took those principles and shaped it into legislation, which the legislature and the governor then refined and improved in 2013, the TLC system was created. So I think that that really consensus-based process set us up well for success. A couple of other factors that were really important was that the legislature in creating the system developed a sustainable funding mechanism. So it was designed in a phased-in approach in which districts serving a third of the students in Iowa came in each year. The legislature appropriated $50 million each of those years. That amount was cumulative 
and then it rolled into the funding formula. So after the first three years of the system, all of the money stayed in the system and was not subject to and is not subject to an annual appropriation. So that sustainable funding mechanism was really critical. And then finally, I would say we struck exactly the right loose, tight balance. So loose in giving districts a lot of discretion in how they implemented a local teacher leadership plan, but tight on the vision of really ensuring that we have a critical mass of teacher leaders that are focused on strengthening instruction and student learning in every school district. So I think the combination of those things together has really set TLC up for sustainable success in Iowa. Right. I would agree, as I'm not sure you're aware or not. Some of my work that I do is as a leadership coach that was established back with the New York City Leadership Academy, which you're well aware of. As I go around to different buildings and work with principals, and that's my job with the administrative support program, I just wanted to piggyback on what you said about it being sustainable. What I have found is the conversations about education and instruction are so rich now as opposed to anything that I've ever been around in in my career that I would wonder what our systems would look like if, if that teacher leadership component went away. The one thing that I hear, not consistently, but occasionally, is the funding there for the long term um, being funded or mandated by the legislature. It certainly becomes a political thing. So what's your position on that as far as your confidence in the money staying? Well, my confidence is very high, and, and that draws back to two things. One that you just mentioned, and you know, the one I had alluded to earlier was just the, the sustainability and the design of the fact that once all of the districts came into the system, the money rolled into the funding formula. So it's what we call a categorical funding stream, which means it is just annually part of the budget. And so right now it's about $160 million that is dedicated specifically toward teacher leadership. So the legislature does not need to take that out and vote on it separately, as would be the case if it was just an annual line item. Sure. So while that doesn't make it automatic forever, it does give it some protection that gives me a high degree of confidence that it will stay. And then the other thing is the one you mentioned, which is school people can't imagine a world in which they go backwards and don't have that built-in level of capacity created by teacher leaders. Right. Um, you know, principals, as you know from your work, are the most passionate about this, even more so than teacher leaders, who, you know, the job of the principal was becoming unsustainable. I don't know how principals in other states do their jobs. There is just too much expected of them. By building this capacity with teachers to take on leadership responsibilities and to support the principal in his or her work makes a world of difference. I think that sustainable funding structure coupled with just the grassroots support, you know, this is how we do education in Iowa now, makes me very confident that teacher leadership is here to stay. I'm sure that anybody in K-12 systems would be glad to hear that, that's for sure. I'd like to go back on something that you said You had mentioned that Iowa is a national leader as far as the teacher leadership program. Can you expound a little bit on that? Tell us where that comes from or 
what is it that has made Iowa a national leader in the teacher leadership compensation program? Sure. So there's a couple of things. I think one that's made us the leader is just the sheer amount of funding that is solely dedicated toward fostering teacher leadership. So as I mentioned, $160 million annually. There are boundaries on how those funds can be used, and it's all geared toward teacher leadership. No other state um, dedicates that amount of money. And more importantly, uh, those dollars translate into actual people who are given roles, responsibilities, and additional compensation to be formal teacher leaders. And so in Iowa, we have more than 10,000 teachers who are in designated leadership roles. When I talk to other states, you know, they're excited if they have one teacher in every building that gets to take on some type of leadership role, right? Hmm. And here, you know, it's 25% of all teachers in a district need to be in a, you know, a rigorous, chosen through a rigorous selection process to take on a formal leadership role. And so I think that dedicated funding stream and just the sheer number of teachers who are in these roles in a formal capacity really sets Iowa apart. Right. Well, we're speaking with Dr. Ryan Weiss, who has graciously joined us in Transforming Education Leadership Lessons here from Northwestern College. Ryan, we were talking about the TLC program, but also you had mentioned the the principalship and some of the work that I I do through the administrative support program is just that. My my role is to provide leadership coaching for building principals, of which when the TLC grant was rolled out six, seven years ago, there seemed to be the piece for the building principal that was left out or was unsaid, which is neither here nor there. My comment would be, how do we continue to support building principals as we move forward with this really supportive and effective system? Yeah, you know, that's such a great question, Gary, because you're, you're absolutely right. So the legislation created the teacher leadership system, and then we went back and we looked at all of the principals in the um, original teacher leadership task force report, and we kind of collectively said, oh, shoot, <laughs> what we landed on doesn't include direct support for principals. And we all know that when the role of the teacher changes, so does the role of the building principal. So we quickly got together and said, okay, let's figure out how we support principals in this changing context of teacher leadership. And so we did a statewide or a national, really, request for proposals on creating a principal leadership system to support principals in effectively utilizing teacher leaders. And that's what led us to partnering with the New York City Leadership Academy, which, as you mentioned, you were trained through and do the active support of. And we did that for a few years. And then the legislature stopped the funding of that specific program. And so school administrators of Iowa graciously stepped up and stepped in and and took it on. And you stayed with it and others did as well. And we still continue to provide some support for the, the program in other ways as well. And so I think that program I hope continues to live. There's been some offshoots of it, of giving principals ongoing support. Uh, And so I think that will continue to be a big piece. I also think we just need to continue to think as a system, you know, what are the needs of our principals and how do we work together to support those? I think through the New York City Leadership Academy program, 
I want to say we've we've trained and supported probably around a quarter to a third of principals in Iowa, which is a great start. But we know there's there's more support that can be offered as well. That's a an important piece for sure. You're also going to, I think, talk about the instructional framework when you're here um, a little bit. But I do know that some of the schools in the area have taken on the pilot program. And, and just as a lead into that, Ryan, is all the things that I have done, all that means is that I'm old. <laughs> Having said Experience. that, <laughs> okay, thank you. The 30-some buildings I've been in over four years and 20 to 23 principals, what I've noticed and wrote a blog on it, you can write a blog if you're really not scholarly, I've found. I've, I've landed on blogs. But I did write a blog, and then a student that I had in my class, teacher as leader, took and put the real details into it. So my point is, that's one of the things that I've seen as a really key characteristics of effective schools is to have that common language or framework. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's important and hope it keeps going. But where do you see that heading in regards to the work between administrators, teachers, and then being able to sustain that potentially statewide? Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Gary. Having a clear and consistent definition of what effective instruction looks like that guides an entire school district is absolutely critical. And it's really been the next level of work in the development of our teacher leadership system here in Iowa. You know, and I'm excited about where we are right now. Surveyed districts uh, a couple of years ago to see how many districts were using an instructional rubric or instructional framework. Sure. And of our survey respondents, it was about 40% of, of school districts, which is a good start, but not enough. And so we pulled together a task force and created some recommendations. In fact, we even ran a bill two years ago that would have required school districts to adopt an instructional rubric in order to receive their uh, annual allotment of TLC funds. Now, the bill ended up not going anywhere during the legislative session. So this past year, we took a different approach, which was, again, to run a request for proposal process to, as a state, essentially select a default model for district to utilize if they wanted. Because what we often heard was there were two barriers to adopting an instructional rubric. One was cost. The second was the sheer amount of time that it took to look at all of the options that are kind of out there in the universe related to instructional rubrics. So we said, how about we take those two barriers off the table for you? We'll pay for it and we'll do all the vetting. Through that process then, we selected the National Institute for Effective Teaching, NIET. Mm -hmm. um, they're what they call the TAP rubric and then modified essentially into the Iowa Instructional Framework. And this past summer, we trained more than 80 school districts in Iowa on the Iowa Instructional Framework. And so we believe now that we have well over half of school, school districts in Iowa utilizing either a rubric or framework of their own choosing or the Iowa Instructional Framework. And so this is huge progress because one of the challenges that I would see at, when I'm out in schools every week is if you're not coaching teachers consistently on the same things, then you're bound to have confusion right. and a lack of alignment. But when you have that consistent instructional framework, 
you have more powerful aligned conversation. We think this is a, a huge step forward for the state and really will help schools better maximize the use of instructional leaders. Right. Yeah, we can only hope that that takes off and, and continues. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious about a couple things. Um, not so much curious as just an observation, Ryan, that you've chosen a leadership style to where you're all over the state, and I'm not sure how you manage that. I just applaud that, and, and, I'm, and I know that from talking with many of my colleagues, they appreciate it too. So part of our podcast is to just uh, go ahead and provide some leadership lessons or just things that they can take to become better leaders themselves. Who were some effective leaders that, that you learned from, and, and what would those characteristics be? One of the most effective leaders that I've ever worked for was uh, a person named Dr. Rick Melmer. And Rick was the Secretary of Education in South Dakota. He was also the Dean of the University of South Dakota School of Education. He was also started his career as a superintendent in Northwest Iowa. So some people in your listening area may know Rick. Yeah, um, I know Rick. You know, he, yep. Great. So, you know, Rick's just his care for people, right? And his willingness to always engage and to always listen and to just be there and be present. And just the joy he always took in his work and always takes in his work was really a, a model. And then I was very fortunate here at the department to work under two great directors, Jason Glass and, and Brad Buck. And, you know, for, for me, stepping into this role that I've now held for, for just over four years, I really benefited from being able to be here. You know, I started at the department essentially as an intern and then was director of strategic initiatives and then eventually became deputy director under Brad and then was appointed into this role. But just to be able to sit in the background for three years and to see how Jason and Brad in their very different styles approached the work you know, I took a lot from both of them as well. Yeah, all good people. I follow oh. Jason, and he's taken on quite a challenge in, in Colorado, yeah. but seems to be flourishing, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, he's a superintendent of a very large district, and, and Brad obviously has had great success, you know, since he's left here in, in working in Cedar Rapids and now in Waukee, and so I learned a lot working from them. And then I spent, you know, seven years of my career at Teach for America and Teach for All and had the opportunity to work directly with Wendy Kopp, who founded oh, sure. Teach for America and Teach for All. And, and Wendy, she is just really one of the most amazing educational leaders and leaders, period, in our, in our country today. Just her relentlessness and focus on a clear mission and vision was always really, really inspiring, her dedication to the cause. And so um, I took a lot away from my, my work with Wendy as well. Very good. Ryan, what are you reading right now that might interest our listeners in the area of leadership? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's funny. This year I, I set a goal um, to read 25 books uh, during the course of the year. Okay. Uh, just really wanted to read more. And, and I actually set the goal, you know, I wanted to balance both professionally related materials with just fiction. I enjoy reading. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to report I've already met my goal oh. <laughs> um, before Labor Day. So I'm Fantastic. excited. But right now I'm in a little bit of a fiction kick. So I don't know if what I'm reading will really resonate with this particular audience. But reading an amazing book called They're There 
by Tommy Orange. It was one of the New York Times books of the year. Just a great book about 12 individuals who are going to a powwow in Oakland. You know, I worked on the reservations in in South Dakota for many years. So it's just a fascinating read. And then my youngest son still loves reading with me. And so we're reading a great young adult novel called Dry by Neil Shusterman. Um, That's really, really good. In terms of things that on the leadership side, this summer I had the opportunity to interview the author Tom Rass, who writes about well-being and strength finder. And so just finished, I think, like three of his books um, in the last month, well-being and are you fully charged? And then a book he hasn't even officially released yet. Those, I think, are are great books for, for educators and your listeners about focusing on the things that are really important, like renewing your energy and taking care of yourself and building really strong personal connections. So I I would highly recommend those. And then another one that I finished this summer that I've written about as well is called In Search of Deeper Learning, The Quest to Remake the American High School. And that's by one of my former professors, Joel Maida, and his colleague, Sarah Fine, who was in a parallel program with me in, in graduate school. That is just an outstanding read. It's really focused on how do we make uh, the high school experience more rigorous and relevant and engaging for, for all of our, our students. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ryan, is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? One of the things we had talked about that you mentioned you were maybe going to bring up is what I'm curious about right now and yeah. what, what do I see as trends in education. There's a few things that are on the horizon. First, when I'm out in schools, the, the issue that comes up most frequently are student mental health needs. That is just the increasing frequency and level of severity is a huge issue for our schools. And so just yesterday, we had the first meeting of the brand new statewide Children's Behavioral Health System Board, which I have the pleasure of co-chairing. And I'm really excited about the fact that Iowa has signaled a sustained commitment to this issue of children's mental health and well-being. So I think that is a really important area. I also think that you know, work-based learning and ways to connect better connect education and our workforce needs is incredibly critical as well. The governor has an ambitious goal around Future Ready Iowa that by 2025, 70% of Iowans in the workforce will have education or training beyond high school. Wow. And so, yes, and I think, you know, better connecting students while they're still in school with colleges and with businesses so that students can get a better idea of how their classroom learning can be applied in real-world situations is critical. So I think that that education workforce connection is really an emerging issue that all educators should be on top of. Certainly. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for your time, and we really look forward to seeing you October 14th up here. I know that there were many other people that had stuff going on the 14th, but we got you first, and we're really happy that you'll be here. Well, I am really excited to come up your direction. I think I'm actually up that way uh, the week before. I'm visiting seven or eight school districts in in northwest Iowa um, uh, the week before I come up to your conference. So I'm really looking forward to being up there and, and participating. All right. Thank you very much. 
All right. Thank you. Take care, Gary, and okay. thanks for having me on today. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll see you soon. All right. You bet. Goodbye. Bye. Well, Leslie, Dr. Weiss was powerful. He was just really fun to listen to and just is really up on what's going on in, in education today. What 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 were your takeaways today? Yes, he's really excelling in, in his role, isn't he? he? The way he talks, I just want to have a cup of coffee and, and chat about <laughs> life, I think, yep. and, um, and, and catch up. I think we'd just be friends right away. So he touched on so many important key points in education today. Um, one important piece, that framework or common language that we've been talking about in schools, and he's done a lot of work to build teacher leaders and that whole structure and supporting principals. He really highlighted the need for, for teacher leaders in both supporting the, the principal uh, and also the need in coaching those leaders as they follow down the chain and help other teachers to teach better and hone their own craft. Right. He, he really takes the teacher leadership compensation program and ties it right into the instructional framework through a distributive leadership style. And that's been his gift. And this era of new statewide leaders is awesome. You have the governor Definitely. and the lieutenant governor that travel everywhere and make tons of stops. And Ryan does that as well. He just does a really good job of spreading the message about those things. He does. And that all fits around growth mindset, right, in all of us and in any role that we have that we're constantly getting better, constantly trying to do our best in order to serve others in the best way we can. And Iowa really seems to be on the forefront of all of this. So even the trends in having uh, the work-based learning, even in high school and, and really focusing in on on mental health and the importance of understanding what that means for students and how it's impacting their learning and how we can build better support and effective care in right. that way. I, you know, I'm really glad in our conference that we have that breakout strand of that talks about some mental health issues and really fortunate Jeff will be coming back, Jeff Herzberg, to lead that discussion. Yes. And lastly, his tips for effective leaders. I think you can really understand the impact of, of leaders in the way that a strong leader talks about them. He really highlighted those leaders that impacted him. And it all comes down to really how they made him feel. They were present and they made him feel like he was valued. I could see that even in between his words. It seems simple to just listen and be present, but it's not. And he does that really well. And that was his focal point there with effective leaders and effective communication. Absolutely. We're so excited to have him back on campus on October 14th. I can't wait to meet him in person and and have him talk with our attendees and teacher leaders. For more information about that conference, nwciowa.edu slash edleadership is a place to see all of the speakers that will be coming. And he's a book reader. He's a huge book reader. (laughs) I could not write down his books fast enough. A couple that he highlighted, uh, Several from Tom Rass, Well-Being and Are You Fully Charged? Very great books for teachers as they start the school year and think about how they're taking care of themselves. Also, In Search of Deeper Learning by John Maida. And another good fiction piece, There, There by Tommy Orange. Might be a good one to check out as well. Okay. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much. We thank Dr. Ryan Weiss for giving of his time and sharing his wisdom as we reflect on leaders that inspire and influence education. Thanks so much to all of you for listening to Transforming Education Leadership Lessons. You have many options for podcasting, and we appreciate you spending time with us. 
as a leader in education, you matter and how you lead matters to a whole bunch of people that you serve on a daily basis. You were created for significance. Thanks to Leslie, Dan Robinson, and Mike Stokes for the technical help in making this podcast a reality. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And please email me at gary.richardson at nwciowa.edu with your comments or suggestions. Our next guest in the coming weeks will be our keynote speaker for this fall's leadership conference, Mr. Jimmy Casas. Until next time, inspire and influence. <music>